Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happen to listen to us in the great wide world brought together by the internet. The last you guys do a podcast. This is our second to last episode of the 2023 season. Daniel Bolton is back in our studio. He's got a lot to talk about, but we're going to hold off on that simply because he's been sitting on things and we're just going to make him sit just a little bit longer uh, before he can erupt and just be very entertaining. But for now, I want to talk to Leon Brown because we have always made fun of the NBA in-season tournament. We've said it's nothing but a gimmick. We've said no one's going to pay attention to it unless their team wins. And guess what? The Los Angeles Lakers have won the in-season tournament in Las Vegas with a victory over the Indiana Pacers. So, Leon, are you finally paying attention to this? Yeah, um... Like we were discussing earlier, you know, the Lakers have been 7-0 in this in-season tournament. And I believe this is a, holds a special place in LeBron's heart because he is the first player to be named MVP of the in-season, um, of the in-season tournament. Yep. Yes. I'm pretty sure this is for maybe many of the come. Yep. And you ever notice that the NBA has made a couple modifications over the past couple years? Uh, we got the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which the Lakers have greatly benefited from. And remember when the playing tournament first came into existence, yeah. one of the main criticizers of the playing tournament was who? LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James. Until he benefited from it. Yep. There you go. So now we have this in-season tournament, which everybody was kind of scratching their head like, okay, then I see No, this- I, I wasn't scratching my head. I know exactly why the NBA did it. To draw fan attention away from football. That's, I mean, that's, it's, like I say, it's not a head scratcher. I know why they did it. It, But whether or not it worked, whether or not it did what the NBA wanted, drew fan attention away from from the NFL, jury's still out on that. And I guess there are several different metrics you can use to measure this. One would be attendance at T-Mobile Arena. Did they sell out the crowd? How many Laker fans made the trip up from Los Angeles to watch that game? Uh, Another metric you can use is TV viewership. Uh, did the ratings get a bump? And I don't think we're going to have those answers until probably next week, uh, when everything is said. When everything is said, done. So, there, like I said, there there are certain metrics that the NBA is going to use. Now, whether or not they publicize those metrics will be another thing. Let me put it this way: if they publicize them, you know it's going to be good. If it's not good, they're going to sit on it. So if they publicize them, okay, then then it's good. But if you don't hear anything from the NBA about what I just mentioned, just realize that, okay, it's probably not the message they want to convey. And that's really what this tournament should be judged by. Let me ask you this. Would, would it have been – would it have carried the same kind of weight if somebody other than LeBron had won the tournament? Well, if somebody other than LeBron had won it, I would, I would basically be ignoring it. But because it is LeBron and because Leon is such a Lakers fan, that's why we're talking about it. The question is, do they get a ring? Well, they're going to get something. Um, and Besides the pocketbook bump, and we were talking about this, you know, $500,000 to each member. LeBron, it's a drop in the bucket. For some free, free agent rookies, it's a pretty sizable chunk of change. I mean, if they get rings, and technically speaking, that's another ring that LeBron has. Yes. Yes, and like and Michael Jordan never won one of those. Never won one of those. Kobe, Kobe never won one of those. Hey. Yeah. So then we have LeBron at age forty-four, in-season tournament champ, 
in season tournament MVP. Yes. Leads the league. He leads the league right now on four quarter points. On points in four quarter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This man is on track to becoming. He, he might. He, he's going to make the All NBA team this year. And will be the oldest. Will be possibly in year twenty one. I don't think that's ever been done before. No. You know, we, a lot of there's a lot of false comparisons between him and Michael Jordan. I, I entertain him just, you know, just you know, just, just entertain him sometimes, you know. Yeah. But when MJ was thirty was thirty nine years old and playing for the Washington Wizards, he was maybe a little bit more of a role player, you know, and more so like you know an attraction because you know this is like two thousand one for those players, for those people who never got a chance to see MJ playing person. They got a chance to see him play. We've seen legendary moments in history in which Scotty Pippen, who was playing for the um, Portland Trailblazers at the time, got a chance to play NJ and, you know, to see them mm-hmm. on opposite sides of the basketball was a sight in of itself, seeing them both wrestle for the play. That, that you know, a lot of things going on. So, but at the end of the day, look, Le- LeBron is still a superstar, the face of the team, the still the face of the NBA. And Michael Jordan at the time was that, you know, you know, Kobe had, had already pretty much transcended, in, you know, as far as being that premier two guard. You had Tracy McGrady at the time. You had a host of other, you know, shooting guards that were pretty much ahead of MJ at the time. LeBron right now, on many nights, is still the best player on the court, mm-hmm. and it's without a question during the in, during the in season in tournament um, semifinals they played against. The um, the New Orleans Pelicans, who have been, who were supposed to have been the new hotness year after year, but for some reason, like Zion Williamson, still he's still pushing the snooze button on superstar. LeBron shows up, does what LeBron does. Lakers blow the guys out by almost forty points. Zion Williamson, twelve points, and. Un- and single did the rebound, single said the this. He just doesn't step up to the plate like he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that right there, you know, is just nothing but a hallmark to LeBron's greatness. I mean, this is a straight testament. Like, man, this man, you know, and the the, the in season tournament, but the highlight in season tournament championship was Anthony Davis's forty one points, twenty rebounds. I was like, I need that against Denver. Yes. I need the <laughs> in the West Final. Yes, game game seven, game seven. If he even gets that far, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he doesn't get that far. But I need, I, I need, yes, yes. Or, or, or a closeout, right? Game. Closeout game uh, on the sweep of Denver. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. For, 40, 20 games. I need, yeah. I need those. I need that against Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. I need that against Giannis. Mm-hmm. I need that against we just. I need that against Jokic. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, against Indiana Pacers, that's great. We, we, we need. I need. I need the win. young team that are flourishing. They're coming. Alabama. Listen, he is he is surprised me, man. He has really took that next step. It's a superstar status after he was an all star last year, but this year he's starting to really take a, a next step. Go ahead. And I need I need those numbers against the elite because Anthony Davis is like he's he's an elite big man, but out of the, the big four, and I'm talking about Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, Anthony Davis. Any of the first three I mentioned in any given order, but AD is always at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. And it's like, why? Right. 
you know, they, against all the, you know, against the against the other teams, he, he shows up. He's doing forty twenty games, but then against those three, before I mention individuals, is he gets very he turns into Anthony Davis instead of AD. So that's all I need. Other than that, I'm proud of my team. You know what I mean? They did what they supposed to do. They won. I like the fact that um. You know, Austin Reed stepped up 28 points. He keeps on playing like that. He can get back and start mining. Okay. Okay. And um, oh, I was going to say something. I was going to piggyback off of that. Um, all right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel and I were doing a, a women's ba- a girls' basketball game, Pace Academy. They have a freshman named Shan Williams. I, I, I inadvertently called her Shan Williamson. And then I said, oh, no, there's a difference. You know, she's not hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And speaking of Daniel, he was not here with us last week. I want to thank J.J. Georgievich for sitting in for him. But he's got a lot to talk about. He's got a lot to talk about. He's been waiting 10, 12, 13 days to talk about the epic um, injustice that has been done to his Florida State Seminoles. He has been waiting. And so right now, Leon and I, we're going to go watch the uh, rest of the Bills-Chiefs game, and Daniel will take the rest of the way for the, for the remainder of the show. Oh, oh, oh no. Don't, don't y'all go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we can watch. The, we can see the game on, on Leon's 100-inch screen that's sitting behind us. Okay. <laughs> First off, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to uh, last week's podcast, but I do want to thank JJ. Every time I, he needs to fill in for me, he does an incredible job. So, uh, JJ, appreciate that um, for doing that for me. Um, before I start, I, I want to ask y'all. I, I just want to ask you two. Yeah. Did the committee get it right? No. I don't think they did. John says no. Leon, did the committee get it right? Not if we're basing it on... Uh, Merit, not for based on merit. By merit, if it's by merit, Florida State and Georgia should have went in. Georgia, Georgia should never have dropped out the top four. You know, and the reason why I say that is because they've won twenty nine straight. Right, that's a huge feat in of itself. Twenty six of those twenty nine wins, blowouts. Yeah. So then they happen to you know the the quarterback is dinged up. Wide receiver dinged up, and they happen to take an L to Alabama. I don't think that they should have went off and you know been ever, been allowed to drop out the top four. I mean, give these gentlemen a chance to defend their to defend their crown. All right, all right. Then the, the Florida State never in the history of the game that, that just shows the lack of the disdain that the community has for the ACC. That, that's that, that's all that was. That was a clear bias because based on merit, they didn't lose a game. Matter of fact, they lost quarterbacks. But even after losing a quarterback, they didn't lose a game. Which that's a you know there's there's really no merit based on merit based on soulfulness that you know they should they, they should never have dropped out. Now let's take all let's let's take these these false allegations of the NCAA of having a soul. Out the equation because we took them to court, and based on the evidence, they're exonerated from having a soul. They're looking at those numbers. They're like, "Hey, we like Florida State. 
They went 13 and 0. They've persevered through all types of adversity, and they still prevailed with an undefeated record. But they're looking at this from maybe a business point of view. They're like, hey, people want to see Alabama in the in, 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 in the final four. All right. People want to see Michigan. People want to see Texas, you know, and whatnot. But from a soulful based on merit, yes, they got the wrong end of the stick. From the NCAA perspective, they're, they're, they're thinking that, hey, Alabama might be more marketable than Florida State. That, that's, from there. That, that's what I'm guessing how they're thinking. Okay. So I pulled out a piece of paper. I pulled out my yellow notebook. I, I use that now when I'm doing games with John. And I usually like put down turnovers and stuff. So, yes. But this time, what I've done is I've taken and I've written down the top four teams that are in the playoffs. Michigan, Washington, Texas, Georgia. Right. Gentlemen, what is that big fat letter that y'all see? That's a <laughs> right there. Like a fail. A fail. Yes. They failed. They failed us. They failed. They failed everybody but the selfish people that want to see what they want to see. First, I'm going to actually start off by the minimum. The bare minimum. Okay. They got an F because they got the number one and number two teams wrong. It should be Washington. And why? Because if you're going to take Florida State out, Mm -hmm. because all of this is adversity over availability, Michigan came through adversity. They lost, they had what, seven games without Harbaugh? Right? By the time it was all said and done. By the time it was all said and done, he was suspended. They allowed them still to, even though they got caught cheating, they still allowed them. That's correct. But why isn't Washington the number one team? Right? Washington was in the best conference in America this year. The Pac-12. The Pac-12 was the best conference in America. Okay? Mm -hmm. Nine teams were ranked. They had the most ranked teams. Nine teams were ranked. The only three teams that were not ranked at any point of time. Stanford. Stanford. Cal. Cal. Colorado? No, Colorado, Colorado was, was ranked. ranked after after they beat TCU. And uh, Arizona? Arizona was ranked. You're, you're close. Arizona State. Arizona State. Arizona State was not ranked uh, at any point of time. In fact, they went three and nine. So Stanford and... Arizona State will not go to a bowl game. It's only four teams that are not bowl eligible. Washington State, who, who were ranked this year. Yeah. Washington State, Arizona State, Stanford, Colorado are not bowl eligible. Okay? And Colorado actually went 1-8 and eight in the Pac-12. Crazy, right? But they swept their non-conference but, schedule. Yeah, but they swept their non-conference schedule. That's why they got the four wins. Yeah. Back to this. Mm-hmm. I think that's why Washington deserves to be there. They went undefeated in the best conference in America. Okay? But they chose adversity over availability for Michigan. Fine. Whatever. If you if you want to dispute that, fine. You don't have to. But we do know that those are the two best teams in college football. All right? Now, let's get to the meat of this crap. Okay? And I put Georgia down inexplicably. And it should be Alabama at four. I don't know why, though. So... 
Leading up to everything, the past six weeks, everybody had been saying, oh, man, listen, Florida State, you're going to be fine. All you got to do is win all your games. If you win all your games, you're going to go, you're going to be selected. The college football playoff committee is going to select you. And then we get to Selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. And wait a minute, well, excuse me, we get to Saturday. Texas blows out Oklahoma State. Okay? Yep. Georgia, who was on, who were the defending two-time national champions, because folks on ESPN had to remind us of that. The, the defending two-time national champion 29-game winning streak loses to Alabama. Uh, oh, beat the great Nick Saban, uh, loses to the great Nick Saban in Alabama. Ooh, they got hot. They got hot. So, you know what? We're going to put them in. Yeah. Okay. Florida State loses Jordan Travis, who was, by the way, fifth in the Heisman voting. That, I don't understand that. He was fifth in the Heisman voting. Uh, Harrison Jr. had passed him. I'm okay. I was okay with the final four of the Heisman Trophy. Shout out to Jaden Daniels for winning the Heisman last night. He, he had an incredible year. And, and then Georgia, who loses to Alabama <laughs> by three points, falls five slots down yep. because they lost to Alabama, who moves four slots up to get in. You're bringing up, up, you're bringing up false allegations again about the NCAA. About the NCAA. Yeah. Those are false allegations. You, you think, oh, that's not that's not fair. How soulless? I'm trying to tell you. We're talking to the court already. That's my thing about it, man. We have to have an SEC team in here. <laughs> we <laughs> got to have one. Oh, 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 I'm so glad y'all said that. I got something to say about that. Hey, folks, it's okay the SEC. Does not have a team, but they're the great, but they're the, but they're the great, but they're the best team in the the best conference in the nation. And when I and I hate to hear that because this year they weren't, they weren't, they were not, they weren't, they were not. It was the it was the last gasp of the Pac-12. But because it's Alabama and it's because they won the SEC, they had to put Texas in because Texas beat Alabama to justify Alabama getting in. The transitive property of college football. Right. And, and you knock UGA off because I have a, just like you said, it should have been Florida State and Georgia. Or, or if you really wanted to play it, what did I just say two seconds ago? It's okay. It's true. I promise you, it's, it's really fine. But, but, but if you do, Paul Feinbaum is going to lead a national revolt. Which he already did. And, 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 and I'm okay with the guy. But until you started saying and telling people to shut up about uh, telling the fans to shut up about uh, FSU being left out of the playoffs, no, they won't shut up. No, they're not. You want them to shut up because they're talking about the SEC and how wrong they were done. Yes. Alabama, if I can recall, Alabama struggled against a South Florida team that I think won three or four games this year. They won 17 to three. Alabama struggled against an Arbor team. They needed fourth in a miracle and got the miracle over an Arbor team that got waxed by New Mexico State a week before. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was just making sure, John, that I was wrong. That if yeah. I'm wrong about that, you let me know. Oh, I get well. it. I get it. Florida State, they had to go on the road 
without their starting quarterback and beat a Florida team that's bad, but we're talking about rivalry weekend. Every time we talk about rivalry weekend, we always say throw the records out the window because you do not know what's going to happen. Okay? You do not know what's going to happen during rivalry weekend. And yet, we lose to, we, we beat Louisville 16-6. Need I remind you, Louisville for the last four or five weeks were the second best team in the ACC. They averaged coming into that game 30 points a game. They did lose to Kentucky. You know why they lost to Kentucky? They lost to Kentucky because they overlooked Kentucky. And they looked ahead to the ACC championship game. That's why they lost to Kentucky. It's it's simple as that. But Louisville was going to be the team that could possibly knock us off anyway. But we didn't. We had to go in there with a third-string quarterback. Without the starter. Yes. Without my starting quarterback. And somehow put up 16 points. Somehow put up 16 points. I will say this. I don't care what nobody say. I will put that Florida State defense up against any four of them teams that are in the college football playoff. And I still have a chance to win. Am I going to win the game? No, I'm not. I probably not. But at least give us a shot. Because what you told them, coming back to availability versus adversity, you chose, in the case of Florida State, availability over adversity, which comes back to the Michigan argument. Availability over adversity. Yeah. You chose adversity over availability to get them that number one seed, but you chose availability over adversity to leave them out. You have to leave Florida State. You changed your justification. You changed your justification. You weren't uniform to all four teams. All because of the fact that you had to put the SEC in because of what they've done in previous years. Let's talk about this year. See, people fail to talk about how not good the SEC really was. Even Georgia. I mean, even in the case of Georgia, we're going to drop them at six. But even at the beginning of the year, we were still looking at Georgia like, yeah, they don't. They didn't play anybody. They didn't play anybody, and they really didn't look all that great playing anybody. Yeah. But they picked it up. You can arguably say after the Auburn game, they picked it up after the Auburn game and, and got to rolling. And you was like, okay, yeah, yeah this Georgia team, they're for real. And then they lose by three to Alabama. They were just ranked eighth. Alabama wasn't ranked twenty fourth. <laughs> but you drop them to six. But you had to because Texas was right there. And Texas was in the worst conference out of the Power Five. Oklahoma State, what was their – I read some crazy stat that, the, like, in, in a, in a two-week span, they got outscored 78 to 10. Man, come on, man. Let's be serious here. Be real. You, you want to put it – and, and let's, let's, not, let's not forget everybody. And next year, oh, this, this was coming to ESPN. Yes. The SEC! The SEC is coming, so we got to roll out the red carpet. Marketability. You know who I want to thank? I want to thank Booger McFarlane, especially Booger McFarlane, because everything he said was right. Why is it that we play these games? Why? Why are we playing these games? Florida State now, that game against Georgia is going to mean nothing. You know why? 
because Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman and uh, and me, I, well, I'm playing. I'm probably going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Trey Benson is not, everybody's building. Trey Benson is not playing. If you want to know what's wrong with college football right now, you go to Florida State. Those kids did everything they could. They were, they did everything they were asked to do. They beat LSU. They beat a Heisman Trophy winner mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. I mean, and not just beat them, they beat the brakes off of them. And that was an SEC opponent. All right. The almighty SEC. Oh, by the way, the ACC went six and four against the uh, SEC this year. Ooh. Underrated. It's, it's very, you know, unfortunately, the, the ACC is a very underrated conference. You know what I said earlier this year? I was like, man, you know, this team, forget about it. This team's like, oh, North Carolina and Duke are both playing. Yes. <laughs> I, look, I look at, whoa, hold on, look up. 15 and, oh. And even if Clemson didn't look all that great, Clemson oh, came Clemson had back. A terrible year. They had a terrible year, but they, but they came back and they what they finished out the season with, and I think five in a row, and going to a bowl game. They're not going to a to a New Year's Six bowl game, but they're going to a bowl game because at first it looked like they weren't going nowhere. You know, people are calling for Double Swing's job, saying that he you know, his his plant, his operating system isn't he needs a big operating system or he's going to get up out of here. I felt so bad for those kids at Florida State. When I sat there and watched that that college football um, uh, uh, selection show, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable to watch them. And Jordan Travis, bless your heart, sir, for him to come out and say, I should have gotten hurt earlier. And is it, bless your heart, man. Yeah. No, no, you did what you were supposed to do. The committee had no guts. That's what that was. They had no guts to leave an SEC or to leave the SEC out. That's that's the problem here. That it wasn't nothing that you did. You played every single game in front of you and won. And yet you, you guys say, well, because we're gonna have a better game. We think we're gonna have a better game if we schedule Michigan and Alabama and Washington and Texas. Y'all don't have y'all quarterback. We ain't gonna have no game. You know what I hope happened. I'm just being real. I'm just gonna be honest. It ain't nothing against Alabama or Texas. They better win. They better win. Yeah. If they get blown out, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping both teams get blown out. And I hope Florida State blows Georgia out. Or I hope Georgia blows out Florida State. One of them, one something gotta happen. All three of them have to happen. They have to be blowout games. I was actually about that. Do you believe that the because do you think that the Florida State players are going to show up for that game? You think Georgia's gonna show up for the game? So the top two receivers. Johnny Wilson. Johnny Wilson has already said he's playing in the senior bowl, so he's getting ready for that. Mm-hmm. Keon Coleman said he's uh, – I, I don't know what Keon Coleman said. I think he said he was playing in uh, – that he was just getting ready for the draft. So he's not playing. Trey Benson, who was our bell cow at running back, I think he's entering the transfer court. Um, then you've got some defensive players that are not playing. Man, they – they're not playing. Georgia, on the other hand, they showing up. They showing up, <laughs> but they calling this the Mad Bowl. <laughs> Everybody angry because think about this: Florida State, if they win, all they getting is a, is a bucket of damn oranges. That's it. They're playing in the Capital One Orange Bowl, and they might get a credit card because they can get that now. Right. With a with a fifteen thousand or fifteen million dollar credit card. Now. So that's that's it for them. 
But that's what their plan is. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh man, we went undefeated, man. Please, we gonna throw some oranges at the fans. Y'all have some oranges on us. Hey, this is what we get. We're going unbeaten. Meanwhile, Texas or Alabama could win a national title, and Texas lost to Oklahoma. And and I don't blame Texas. Okay, Texas. It, it, like I said, you could have either or. You could have put in Texas, left Alabama out. Or you could have left Alabama and Texas out and put Georgia in. Or either way it goes, uh, one it, it should have been only one 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 loss team. I ain't mad because it was one one loss team that went in. I'm mad because it was two of them. That's what I'm mad at. And then and then folks wanna us. want us to be quiet. Two one loss teams and an undefeated team. That's, that's, that's They're sitting up playing for oranges. But like I said, when it comes down to it. You know, if we, we judge it based on merit, then it's a travesty. From the NCAA's point of view, they're looking at like, you know, like, like if you just revealed. Who has an SEC contract? ESPN. Yep. Oh, they got the SEC title game next year. Yep, they finally got it away. They finally got it from CBS. And the reason why they got the SEC is because what? The SEC draws viewers. It draws viewers. So it draws money. You got the sponsors of this of, of this playoff. It's like, yo, we need people to do our product, and they deem those Florida State fans undefeated and has went through all types of trials and tribulations in the process to claiming that undefeated status. The sponsors are looking at like, hey, the SEC is marketable, and we need some. They need a SEC team to be represented. And to their logic, it's going to be the team that knocked off the big guy. And therefore, they had to put Texas in because that team lost to Texas by 10. Mm -hmm. 10 points. So, you know, that's just, that's, like I said, it's based on merit. No. This is based on, this is based on business, but this is also the last year this has ever happened. Right. So there's no fixing. There's no fix in it they're because like, they're going to a 12 team right, playoff. Right. We're like, hey, exactly. you know what? The, the system is flawed, and we know that. No, so no. therefore, we're gonna we're, we're gonna fix it. Right? Yeah, yeah, this never happened again. That's what I think. That's what I think they did. They they, <laughs> they deliberately <laughs> goofed it up. So we're all anxiously <laughs> waiting for that 12 team playoff. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we know we 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 got it wrong, and we're sorry about that. We're sending apology letters out. But, and this will fun, never but next year, but next year we will prove it on the field. Yeah, we're gonna right. make it up to you guys. Unless of course you're the 13th team that doesn't get in. The argument that they've had about putting these teams in belongs to 10, 11, and 12, or 9, 10, and 11, because that 12 team will be that that other team from the group of five. Right, they they automatically said it that Liberty will be that twelfth team. Okay, uh-huh. so uh, fine, whatever. Uh, yeah, you you do whatever you need to do, buddy. Okay, yeah, they, they, but they told this one up. Yeah, yeah, right. So <laughs> we're supposed to have this argument about Ohio State, Missouri. You know what I'm saying? Like teams that are like nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, because that's how it is in the NCAA tournament, right? Yes. They're they're always that man. Who's the last four in? Let's, who got in, man? Wow, they got in? Man, it was what they did in the tournament. Now, y'all are going to have something even bigger on your hands. Because now we're going to see how many SEC teams you're going to try to put in here. They're going to try to put in half of <laughs> Six. <laughs> wow, really? Ole Miss gets in and they, won, they lost five games? Come on, man. Yeah. Like, seriously. 
So, I'm moving on from this. And I have accepted it because they're not going to change anything, whatever. No, they're changing something. They're changing for the better. Yeah. Next year. Next year. Next year. (laughs) Next year. They're not changing it this year. So, uh, my advice to Florida State is to play the game. If you if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. You had a great season. You got if Florida State wins and Alabama loses. Mm-hmm. If Georgia wins and Alabama loses, mm-hmm. that's gonna make the committee look even more corrupt. It's gonna make it look this, even more worse. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's clearly corrupted. It's clearly and everybody corrupted. who thought that it was right for them to put, get put in, that is gonna make them look silly too. So yeah, it, it's mainly Michigan. Alabama, and if you if you want my prediction, it's, I think Michigan is going to beat Alabama. I think Washington is going to beat Texas, and I think I think Michigan and Washington are the two best teams. Um, Washington is the most is the most um, athletic team, mm-hmm. but Michigan is the most complete team. I mean, even with you know, we ain't talking about the Harbaugh suspension, and everybody thinking that we're supposed to blame Michigan for this. First off, if we was to blame Michigan for it, if we we don't blame Michigan, we blame the NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> right? Number one, number two, it ain't nothing that we can do about that this year. They would have to put sanctions on Michigan next year for that to happen. And besides, they stopped the investigation. Yeah. So once they once Harbaugh accepted his suspension. He said, you know what? Forget it. We did it. All right. There's no need for us to, to go through this anymore. Nick, if you would have fought that suspension, it's like, okay. Yeah, now now they're under investigation, and now you, you handle it in the offseason. So it wouldn't have mattered if, if Michigan was there. Michigan has nothing to do with this argument, okay? It's all about the three the two teams that you put in before Florida State. And and I'm going to say this, uh, most, most of our people who listen to us, they know I'm a Florida State fan. However, I am a fan of fairness. Okay? I'm a fan of fairness. And and everybody wants to bring up TCU from last year. Uh, let me remind you, TCU beat Michigan in the semifinal. Yep. Why are we bringing that up, number one? Number two, if you saw that game, that national title game, there is no one in the country that would have beaten Georgia. Uh, last year, Georgia would have beaten anybody the way that they beat them. They played a flawless, perfect game yes, on offense and defense. No one would have beaten the Georgia Bulldogs last year. On every drive. Right. If you would have played Ohio, if Ohio State would have gotten there again, if they would have played Ohio State again, they would have gotten beaten like that. Michigan would have gotten beaten like that. Texas would have gotten beaten. Alabama would have gotten beaten that way. Mm-hmm. They would have caught. So I, I'm I'm tired of hearing about last year and what TCU and how people don't want to see that game again. Well, let's let's go back to when Clemson lost to LSU. Y'all don't bring that up. No. Why? Oh, because it's the SEC and they were supposed to do that, right? It, it, yeah. It, LSU, y'all forget LSU had the greatest offense we had ever seen with Joe Burrow leaving leading that group. They was going to beat anybody that same way. Who's the gentleman who? Odell Beckham came out there passing out cigars and all that stuff. Yeah, $100 bills. They caught a sexual assault allegation for smacking (laughs) the security guard in his butt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) He was happy, wasn't he? He was happy. He passed out and all that and just went off and he was. 
Mm-hmm. Ran to the cops. Ran to the cops. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm done ranting, and, and I'm done talking about it. And I thank you both for allowing me to talk about this. Oh, you're not done yet, man. No, you're not. No, you're not. You got the only foul. You got one more rant. Oh, yeah, I got, you got a rant one coming. more rant coming. Yeah, that's right. So you got to talk about the Falcons. <laughs> well, I'm done with the college football playoff rant. Yeah, that because that was the bigger. That's the bigger story. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Run about that. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm keeping it because I was there. <laughs> yes, 29-25 Tampa Bay wins over Atlanta. We have a three-way tie for first in the NFC South. Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans all at six and seven. Tampa gets the tiebreakers to go their way, so they're in first place. And uh, again, Daniel was there with his lovely wife. So, um, what'd you see? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you saw, saw Young Way Koo miss two fifty-yard field goals. Yeah, he missed two fifty-yard field goals. I'm not going to put that on him. The, the the offense just took so much time to just to get it going. It, you know, it, it was twelve ten at one point, and at one point, I saw Arthur Smith call six straight passing plays on the shotgun, and I'm just sitting there like, yo. We got Tyler Algier, we got B. John Robinson, we got Cordero Patterson. We can run this thing down their throats and, and use great clock management. But that's not that is not what you wanted to do. You wanted to put the ball in Ritter's hands and make him make a play. What are you putting him on punishment or something? I don't know. What are you trying to make him prove? Listen, Desmond Ritter is a game manager. Okay? The offense is set up that way. Now he did make a great play to Kyle Pitts. But that and that was a great read because it was a wheel route. Sometimes with a real route, when a, when two defenders, when one is playing man, the other is playing zone, one can get lost it within uh, the wheel, right? And so one of the defenders, and I think it was Winfield, he got lost in that route, and that left Pitts wide open for a touchdown. But we got back in the game, and sometimes a lot of people were saying, "Well, we got to blame this on the defense." Listen. The defense held Tampa to 12 points at some point of time. And at some point of time, that defense was going to break. Okay, it's it's that simple, man. They were going to break. And it, you just you can't rely on your defense to win you ball games every single week. That offense has to get going. We have so much talent on this offense for us to be. We're a talented football team, man. Yes. For us to be six and seven. We're the best team in the division, yet we have a three-way tie, and John mentioned it eloquently, the the three-way tie. And it's in the correct order. Tampa, Atlanta, New Orleans. Tampa owns the tiebreaker because they have a better conference record. They have five wins in the conference. We have four. That's why they own the tiebreaker. And so I, I look at this team, and I was looking at the defense, and I'm like, man, defense, if we can just force a turnover. Let's force a turnover. But Baker Mayfield, he played careful. And he did everything he could do. We shut Mike Evans down. Mike Evans really didn't do anything. At one point in time, I think Mike Evans made a catch in the first qu- in the third quarter. And I looked at folks and I said, was that his first catch? <laughs> because he was shut down. They were running the football. And they, and they ran it pretty good. Zemir White got, got off. Right? And so they did okay. But they, they didn't. It just didn't look like a like they should have won the game. <laughs> you know, you just look at a game and you're like, man, they shouldn't have won this game. But they did. They did. They did. And and, and a lot of people are saying this, and, and I'm gonna say it too. 
Atlanta has to win. They have to win out. To, to me, in my opinion, they've got Carolina next week. They should beat them. Yeah. Soundly. Carolina's awful. Mm-hmm. Man, and I picked them to win the division. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> They're awful. That's the most embarrassing pick. Carolina, that's the most embarrassing pick I've ever made. You made me look like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about on this damn show. That's what you make me look like. Thank you so much, Carolina. What in 12? Come on, man. Somebody help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. What? Almost not quite, but almost. Well, well, Chicago, Chicago beat Detroit. Yeah, Chicago beat Detroit. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, that happened. Yeah, and that and not just Sunday. beat them, man. They beat them sound. Yeah, they beat them. And yeah. then, um, and just, at home, and Justin Herbert hurt his finger, so now the Chargers are going with the legend of Easton Stick. Oh, that's what that is. Good <laughs> man, Easton Stick. I was like, hey, who is this guy throwing the football? <laughs> it's not Herbert. Yeah. Then, <laughs> Herbert's um, not throwing the football. Houston, Houston lost. Houston got caught in a. <laughs> Raining the whole game at the at MetLife Stadium, thirty to six, lost to the Jets. It was zero zero at halftime. Neither team could do anything. I think I think uh, CJ Stroud might have had thirty yards passing, and yeah. Zach Wilson maybe had a little more than that, sixty yards, seventy yards passing. It was a driving rain, and as Kevin Harlan kept saying, the 30-mile-an-hour wind is coming. It never showed up. It never showed up. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, your in-laws coming from yeah. Christmas. Yeah. It's it's coming. It's coming. It never showed. It never showed. Exactly. But the, the Jets did score 30 points in the second half, which is pretty good. For, actually, I think that's an incredible stat for the Jets. C.J. Stroud left with an injury, so they had to turn it over to the Mill Creek star uh, Davis, Davis Mills, Mills. Yep. and turn it over to him. Couldn't and he had, he had he had problems moving it. So Houston, their their winning streak. I think it was five games they won in a row. That it is, was oh, that was over. And the Jets yeah. finally got a good win for them. So so uh, yeah, and uh, like I said, it was just miserable conditions at MetLife Stadium, and I just keep laughing about all the times that Kevin Harlan said about the thirty mile an hour winds. I wonder if the thirty mile hour winds have, have since arrived at the middle. At, in New Jersey. <laughs> that is true. And, and you know what? And, and Leon, man, uh, you know, oh, man. Denver just beat the, the LA Chargers 24 7. Yeah, 24 7. You know, I'm like, you know, though Justin Herbert went out with a finger injury there, you know, um, I mean, he puts up nice, pretty numbers, but can, can we win with this young man? He is now 31 and 33 career. Well, his fingers hurt, Liam. I'm <laughs> man. His fingers hurt, man. Yeah, his fingers hurt. He didn't complete he didn't complete the game, Leon. Yeah. He had to come out. His finger hurt. Yeah, man. What what happened to his finger? Was it his throwing finger? I think I think he's in protocol. <laughs> he's throwing finger. <laughs> <laughs> he's in protocol. <laughs> he's in protocol. Hey, pinky protocol. Wow. At this time of the year? This is a real. This is a real. I mean, I'm. I don't. I, I don't know because you know I'm a civilian. So if my fingers hurt. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm going to the weight room. I'm going to find something to do. But you know, I've seen worse. Ronnie Lott is is probably looking at him like your team is five and seven right now. Now five and eight. Oh, five and eight. Yeah. Five and eight. Jim we're about, seven and six. We're right. about out of the playoffs. About out. 
and you have a hurt. I don't know how bad the Penguins are. I don't know if it was. Yeah, I don't know. If he I've heard of. I've heard of basketball players. Imagine that was Kobe Bryant at a very crucial part yeah. of the year, and you got a hurt finger. He's going to get some tape. Yep. We tape that thing. If we go and he's shooting. Oh, it's and, right. And he's telling the trainers, hurry up. Yep. Because we're down by five. With, with 3.23 to go in the third quarter, and I need to be ready for the fourth. Come on, man. This man guy's going to call stitches. That's why I said Ronnie Lott is looking at him crazy right now. It's all Joe Namath is looking ain't, at him crazy. Ain't he the same one who cuts fingertips off just to play in a playoff game? Come on, yeah, this is Ronnie Lott. Yeah, one of the greatest safeties to ever play the game. This guy's had a dinner got killed. He was like, no, nah, I'm not missing this. Not George Blanta? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, we I, – I, we, Right now, the coach is he's getting back in, and he's going to kick, too. Yeah. 60 yards. Yeah. He, he's going to kick, too. The coach, the coach, if, if Monday is not if, – if they're not going to serve him the subpoena, a subpoena on Monday, it's definitely happening at the end of the season. It's just, it's just not working out. And then next year, we got to start looking at Justin Like, I Listen, I'll be honest with you, man. After this off today at home – Mm-hmm. This is a home loss. We're now two and five at home. Yeah. After this loss today, and uh, it's a divisional home. They probably changed the lock on his doors already. I would be surprised if we hear that he got fired. Yeah. Man, I know. Keith well, Hardy they better do it. They, honestly, they better do it quick. Short week, guys. Thursday night against the Raiders. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they got, they got now, yeah, you gonna, gonna break it. So now we're looking like the division pinatas. Man. And, and, and the Chiefs, who, who hit stagnant, they really don't look too great. This is right. a, a great opportunity for somebody to grab that division. The, the Chiefs are looking like they're about ready to lose yeah. right now. Yeah. But how long will it be until we blame Taylor Swift for this? <laughs> the Chiefs. <laughs> right, All right, the Chiefs are about to be 85, potentially. Yeah, you get that. No, they got 154 to go. They, they still got, got my own. Yeah, yeah, they they, 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 they a lot of time left. <laughs> remember, remember that great – what was that? Was that the divisional playoff game from like three years ago? From like two or three years ago where it, it was like this much time left on the clock. Yeah, that's true. And they scored like four touchdowns like a minute, you know. The Chiefs yeah. are very well winning, but they're they're not looking so hot right now. No, they're not. They the just Chiefs, don't look great. The Chiefs are a tradition they're, – they're, they're a traditional powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Since, uh, the Mahomes era is in full swing. Yeah. yeah. During the Mahomes, it's like when you look at the Mahomes era with the Super Bowls, they look the most, I think, the second most consistent team during the regular season in the AFC mm-hmm. has been Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have the consistent regulars, the postseason, because like, the, the, the Chiefs have postseason rivals. That's yeah. how you know your traditional powerhouse when, you're, when, when your rivals are in the postseason. Patriots and Colts. Yeah, that, that's a post. They don't play the same. Division. We're gonna see each other. Play, you know, back when the Chargers were good, you know, Phillip Rivers and Peyton Manning. Yeah, we're gonna see in the playoffs. But you know, when you have you know, the Chiefs, they're like, it's just like the Eagles right now. The Eagles right now are ten and two. Right? If they lose tonight, their their division will be tied with Dallas. If Dallas wins, will be ten and three. Eagles will be ten. At the end of the day. This game means more to Dallas than it does the Eagles. Yes. Because the Eagles are looking – the Eagles are looking like, man, tell you that, man, this is the first season over yet. They're ready to get to this playoff action. But it also – it 
you know, <laughs> with that it also changed things. Because if you if you look at it, if you look at the standings, if they fall and Dallas somehow wins, I don't know if Dallas get, owns that tiebreaker or not. Um, but <laughs> if they do, that means the Eagles fall to the five. And that means that if the playoffs were to start today, they would go on the road to play Tampa. They're not tripping. Ain't nobody tripping. Dallas ain't tripping. Or, or, they just don't want to play Frisco in, yeah. in the first round. Exactly. <laughs> as long as we're not playing Frisco, they can play Frisco in the NFC Championship. And as long as we're not playing them in the first round, it's good. Everybody else, if they were to lose in that, in that scenario, go to home. We don't have to play in cold Philadelphia. And we get a chance to go on vacation and smack somebody up at home. And by the way, we we talk. Let's let's go to the NFC, which is terrible at the bottom. Okay, <laughs> the NFC is very top heavy. It's very top heavy with Green Bay. If if Green Bay loses to the Giants, That's then they fall to six and seven. And now we've got like a, a eighty way tie <laughs> for that seventh place spot. <laughs> and Atlanta is included in that. Yeah. And that's when it's going to go by his passing yards and all that. Yeah, go by something. Yeah, it's going to be a, a tiebreaker because Daniel is three and one when the foul when he shows up in Mercedes Benz and the foul. <laughs> oh yeah, that is my record by the way. Yes, I, I just picked up my first loss. <laughs> Did you? Me and my wife, me and my wife Kim picked up our first loss. As, so you go about one game a year. Yes, we go we go at least once a year. Okay. Yep. And we've been four straight years. First one went to was Arizona. Then it was Detroit. Okay. We went to Detroit around Christmas time. Then last year was Carolina, that unbelievable game they had against and this, year Tampa. this year Tampa. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so we try to pick one yeah, every year to go to. Well, Carolina has officially been eliminated from level. So has New England. Despite yes. despite the victory over Pittsburgh. Right. If you want to talk about a huge loss, the week, it was that one. That one was a huge loss. But if you look at the standings, all three other AFC North teams are in the wild card. Are in the wild card. <laughs> Bengals, Browns, and, and the Steelers. And the Steelers. It's like the Browns are going to get that first one. Yeah. Well, Indianapolis is seventh. Okay, they must yeah. have just switched. Them. Yeah, yeah. Indianapolis, Indianapolis, man. I can't believe how incredible they're playing right now. Mm-hmm. We see them in about two weeks. Yep. That's the last home game. Yes. Uh, December 24th, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the Patriots, um, Patriots versus um, um, Pittsburgh. Steelers. Yeah. Just no matter how bad this, the Patriots will be, mm-hmm. you got better take a snap losing Mike Tomlin. All time, Mike Tomlin. Though, you know, since Mike Tomlin assumed the, um, the helm of um, head coach, mm-hmm. When he would pass on from Bill Cowher mm-hmm. to Mike Tomlin, never under 500. They never had a season under 500. Wow. That's extraordinary. It is. But against Bill Belichick, 3 and 9. 3 and 9. Can't get over that hump. Can't get over that hump. So it's like, man. Hey, by the way, shout out to Joe Flacco. Picked up a win today. Uh, against uh, Jacksonville, a- AFC South League in Jacksonville. 38 years old, man. And, and still got a little bit in him. Yeah, we just spoke too soon. Makes <laughs> a flag down, man. Uh-oh. The swift there? Yeah, she's <laughs> banging against the wall. Oh, okay. Okay. It's yeah, a flag. Is it coming back? It is. 
Oh, man. Wait a minute. Wait, did y'all get what they, what they just said? Yeah, John McEnroe just showed up. <laughs> Offsides on the offense. Tony was lined up in the neutral zone. Oh, man. Yeah. Which he was. He actually was. He, he can't be lined up in the neutral zone. He has to be like a, about an inch behind the ball. But, wow. I didn't think that offensive players could be offside. I actually... I actually told somebody. Well that's <laughs> like well that's like a false start on the center. Yeah, right. <laughs> and see that that's a testament of life right there. Sometimes life happens. The the good things, you know, you do everything right and all that and one misstep. Yep. And the play's coming back. So it's second and fifteen, Kansas City. Yes. And twenty to seventeen, Buffalo. Pat Mahomes is not taking that. That's not a very win. risky play. Yeah. Well, they got to take some chances that they want to get the W on this, in this ball game. I'm John Morgan with Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown. Here, the last few guys to do a podcast. We're kind of summing up the last. Daniel's kind of summing up his uh, last two weeks as we get close to the end of the regular season. We've already hit upon the basket, um, Lakers winning the NBA in-season tournament, and now we will have about a two-week break on NBA news until their season informally kicks off with their Christmas quintuple header on uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, again, Daniel and I, we let's uh, Daniel, let's talk a little bit um, for our last six and a half minutes yeah. about the GHSA football finals. Sure. Just, you and I saw the game, be- the game between Stars Mill and Perry mm-hmm. won by the Perry Panthers. They will face Stockbridge. Um... I like, I mean, yeah, Perry. I like Stockbridge in this game. Um, I think Perry's got the better quarterback. Yeah. I think he can make more of the throws. He's certainly got a huge zip on that ball, yeah, one does. that Tompkins does. But you cannot go against Duke Scott and the Stockbridge Tigers. And I think that's what's going to be the key for uh, Stockbridge. If Perry wants to win this game, they have to neutralize Duke Scott. But they have Tompkins as well, who, who – when you put him in that RPO, he can make a pass and he can make a throw. And so I, I just think that Stockbridge, when you when you look at them, I think they're just slightly the better team. I think it's going to be a great game. I had the 27-24 Stockbridge, first ever team out of Henry County to win a football state championship. Well, that would be great if they can do that. If they can do that, yep. And 7A is kind of interesting, the top classification, because I think Stockbridge and Perry is going to be the best game. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll definitely be a close yeah. game. Again, getting to seven A. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. wanted to see. We thought we'd get another round of Mill Creek and Buford, but those both those teams gone and wound up with Walton and Milton. Yeah. in the final, very interesting game. I kind of like the Raiders in this one. Mm-hmm. I I think no, this isn't lacrosse. This no, is exactly. the girls lacrosse, man. You know, so uh, wow, I, I, this is a close one too. I, I really don't know. Who I would pick, I would slightly go with Milton. I, I think Milton might have a chance at winning this game. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's see as we talk about a little bit more. Uh, again, Aaron Philo is definitely going to be one of the main talents to watch as his Prince mm-hmm. Avenue Christian Wolverines will shoot for a title. And, he is, and one thing about him, he's going for the state career passing mark. Mm-hmm. And and we'll see if he gets if he gets that. Also, Brock. Um, this is a little different, but Brock Vandegrift 
entered the transfer portal, yeah. and he went to Kentucky, which I thought was a very interesting move for him. I did too. I, I didn't see that one. I knew he, I knew either him or Gunnar Stockton was going to enter the portal. Yeah, because you know you can't have both. I mean, they're they're it, it is both their turn now that Carson Beck is is out of Georgia. Correct. So, and and I think that's what uh, Kirby's trying to do here. The old Nick Saban approach once. One five-star quarterback, one year, ship him off. Get the next five-star in, one year, ship him off. And then di- then, then it'll be Dylan Rayola's turn. Yeah, and I think that's what that was. I think when Vandergriff saw that coming in, Rayola, Rayola uh, is coming in next year. Yeah. So, and, but, you know, of course, I, Beck I think is he's still, going in. I think he's coming in the spring, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I tell you another game is going to be interesting. And Prince, oh, and that, I'm sorry, uh, that Prince Avenue game is actually going to be the first game on tomorrow after the flag football division one yeah, so it's title four. Yeah, Southeast yeah. Pulford, North Dakota. Pace Academy was in the semifinals for that matchup. Yeah, and they lost to North Dakota again up in Bogart. That game was on Thursday. All right, go ahead. Um, Prince Avenue Christian, I think they win big. I oh, think I think Philo, they do too. Yeah, I, I think, think they do too. I think Philo is amazing. Do I think he's going to break the passing record? I'm not sure. I think they're going to – because they're, they're going to sit back. In Southeast Booker, is going to sit back and probably play 6-7 in the back. So it's going to uh, prevent them from just throwing it all over the place. I think they'll have to run the football a little bit more. But I still think offensively they're so dynamic with Philo at quarterback. Prince having the Crystal runs away with the state title. Right, right. Uh, we saw Creekside. That was the game, and yeah. they're going to talk, and they're going up against Coffee on Wednesday at four o'clock. And we'll get we'll get Creekside in our region next season. Yeah. So half of me wants Coffee to win, <laughs> uh, but you know this. But honestly, this Creekside team, you look at their standing, you look at their players, a lot of seniors. This is a team that is built to win this particular game. Right, and shout out to my. Uh, my cousin Tyree Cozy, he is on the team. He's actually not number fifteen. Oh, he's man. number twenty-one. Okay, yeah, I saw that on the uh, on the GHSA. You know, they got the football guy. Right. He's actually twenty-one. All so right. well, okay. that's 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 Max Preps. That's yeah. problem. I mean, yes, they have. They insist that the teams put the rosters on Max mm-hmm. Prep at the beginning of the year. Yeah. The problem is when numbers get changed, as they inevitably do. They don't update it. They don't update it, and, that's and we're what, gonna that's have to. That's us. really we're gonna have to write something down at the beginning of the Absolutely. year. Absolutely, monitor changes or whatever. So this is the first. This is the only championship game this year between number one and number two ranked teams. Okay, in the state, that's five A, right? So, uh, the key here is Fred Brown, twenty three hundred yards rushing for coffee, man. And can Creekside stop that? But they have the talent. You got McCrary who can run the football well. They have a talented defense, and uh, their offense, Vincent Berry, we were, yeah. we were surprised. He threw 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions last year. But, boy, did he turn it up a notch this season. 30-plus touchdowns. He cut down days. on the interceptions yeah. and really cranked up the touch. He really became a better passer. 39 touchdowns, just four interceptions. And he actually had one in the game against Warner Robins. He did, saw. but, he, but he, he was able to shake that off and do what he needed to do. Ooh, this was going to be a good one too, John. I, I'm, but I'm going to go with Coffee. I, I think Coffee at 14. No, Freddie Brown, man. Yeah. That, that, that guy, <laughs> the way he's been running the football and talking the rock, 2,305 rushing yards, 23 touchdowns on the year. I think he will be the key in a very, very close game for Coffee. Savannah Christian and Cedar Grove. Interesting team. You would, Cedar Grove plays 
I'll probably the hardest schedule in the nation. <laughs> they go everywhere, play seven eight teams, and lose to seven eight teams. Yeah. But once they get into their own region, then they start. They're like they're like the neighborhood bully. Mm-hmm. They're beating up on everybody below them. But then when the bully gets out into his own environment and finds someone bigger than him, then he gets kicked on. He's like, <laughs> you know what? I'm retreating back to where I, to where I know I can stomp on people. Yeah. So it's, it's so basically they're the coward bully. Not that Cedar Grove is a is a coward. I think I think Cedar Grove is gonna is gonna win this game. I agree. I, 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 I don't like the way Savannah. It's a one o'clock game. Mm-hmm. If you're in Savannah, you gotta come like last the night before. Yes, uh, I, they're not going to travel for this game. I think Cedar Grove and Ellenwood they're going to come up and get another victory for the for for the Saints. Yeah, I like the Saints too uh, as well. Yeah, you look at their record and you're like, what? why are they even here? Well, that's because they played in uh, how many states? <laughs> <laughs> well, they played Colquitt, they played Collins Hill, Collins I think. Hill. I think they played Mill Creek. They may have had the toughest schedule in the country. Yes, they, they, it was just. Like I said, they go up against the big guys, and that's just to prepare them for this matchup against Savannah Christian. Yeah, I agree with you. I like that. Uh, Thomas County Central and Woodward. I I want Woodward to win because Thomas County Central beat Marist. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to. Mm-hmm. I think Thomas County Central is just too good. And finally, Rockmart and Pierce County. Mm-hmm. Don't really have an opinion on this one way or the mean, other. Yeah, uh, It's 2A and, of course, the other A Division II, uh, Bowden and Manchester. Those are your... And those are your, uh, I believe, 10 games overall? No, 11. 11 with the three-flag football three game. That's going to start the day off at 11 a.m. All games available on G- on Georgia Public Broadcasting. You can also catch them on the NFHS Network. Uh, I'd rather you watch the NFHS Network. That's just me. Um, they pay our – they – they give us money, so uh, you know, <laughs> I'm all on their I'm all on their side. Yep. So anyway, that's that's that, and of course we'll sum up the championships next week on the last three guys to do a podcast. It is time for us to take a bow. Daniel Bolton is all he's got the I'm weight. The weight of the world is off of his shoulders I'm good. now that he's got all that off his chest. All I'm that good. negativity is out in the open, so he can move on and, and watch that Florida State Georgia game, yep. and hopefully. Talk about that when when we we can be in the new in the new year. So I'm John Wardle for Daniel Bolton, Leon Brown. Thank you so much. Uh, again, mash that like button and that subscribe button. You can catch us wherever you want your podcast. Be it Spotify, be it iTunes, be it Apple Pop, Apple Casts. We're all, everywhere. We are the last few guys to do a podcast. We got one more episode coming next week, and then we'll take our holiday break and come back at you in January. So for everybody involved, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Have a good night.